Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition, yet another edition of Rural Route Easter Week 2022, the program where we gather every day at this time, Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America, soon to have them all solved. The issues today are between the elites and the... I should actually change that somehow, Hank Bogler. Issues between those that have and those who have not. The haves and the have-nots. How about that? Well, I like I do like the elite term because that's what they think they are. They they think they're just a skosh better than than the great unwashed. The peasants. But the great unwashed pays the taxes, goes to work every day, protects them in the cities, raises their food, mm-hmm. all the things that they do. Uh, I think they should refer back to the French Revolution and the guillotine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not so sure that uh, at some point in time, whether you're Chinese, Ukrainian, Russian, or what, you can only take so much crap. And, and uh, thus why everybody is so interested in gun control. <laughs> you let the masses get mad enough, there's only one place to go, and that's out in the street. And, and, and as... As horrifying as that sounds, I mean, uh, it happens, and it's happened all through history. I was turning off a gizmo. Anyway, you're absolutely right, but I'm still focused on whether I should change the overall premise. The, we settled, We work on the issues between the elites and the peasants, I being the yeah, latter. There. Should I change yeah, it? I like the peasants. I like the peasants. Not to be confused yeah. with the pheasant. <laughs> no, no. Unless, unless you're comparing it to a ringtail. Now, a ringtail, that's different. Golden pheasants are just two. They're kind of golden pheasants that work on a ringtails. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to uh, strongly consider an adjustment because we're coming on 20 years. you got to stay new and improved. And furthermore, if you do something for 20 years and you still have issues between rural and urban, then you're not you're not worth your salt. You're not worth what your weight is salt. <laughs> And salt may be the most undervalued nutrient because I have found, Hank, that if I ever get to the point where I just feel a little droggy or something, you know, I'm just not quite <clears throat> on par for the day, I just do like a cow does. Go to the salt block, lick it, and poof, boom, I'm right back on track. I think there's quite a bit of salt in the content of the human body. There is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, denying yourself of of uh, what you're made of, and if you want to uh, go with Darwin's theories, uh, we all come uh, crawling up out of the ocean a bazillion years ago as some sort of a, a water species. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't so, want to. I don't want to go with that. Just so you know. No, I, <clears throat> no. just saying. I have a lot of people that I don't want to be related to, and, and one of them uh, probably would be a, you know, a, a jellyfish or something. So, yeah, well, anyhow. Oh, I thought you were going to give us the examples of the jellyfishes in your family currently. Well, they're, they're, you know, everybody's got some. That's a, that's you can pick your friends, not your relatives. Yeah, you're stuck with them. So. Anyhow, we're moving right along here on the Needmore. Uh, we should be done shearing today. 
And isn't it amazing how all my dear friends that just can't wait to come and see me can't seem to find the time during shearing? Mm-hmm. What's that all about? I I think you should so. really be careful because if you – well, we got 52 weeks until you shear again, so it's no big deal. But if you would have made this statement six weeks ago, you would have had a, a community of people show up. And then you would have had so many people, you're like, I can't keep track of all these people. Why don't they just stay away? Um, probably yeah well we may we may need them yet you know the the coincidence of uh for those who haven't been in this uh chamber before in uh, 1969 they passed the national environmental policy act and whatever they were thinking at that period of time it has probably drawn down faster than any other act at the Bureau of Land Management, at, at the, all the federal agencies, because you you can't go out and uh, uh, pick up a rock alongside the road without technically doing the National Environmental Policy Act, which means you put it out for public comment, comment for 30 days, then they have comment back for 30 days, and then 90 days. I mean, it's a lawyer's dream, I would suppose, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever, or a bureaucrat's dream. So in, it got so onerous on livestock grazing that in 1960, no, excuse me, 2014, they had to give categorical exclusions because it bogged down the Bureau so bad that they couldn't get anything done. They couldn't get their 10-year permits. I mean, everything just was grinding to a halt. So they made this exception. exception that the person in charge could make a categorical exclusion and move on. Well, miraculously, since I finally said enough is enough with my dear friends at Southern Nevada Water Authority, uh, all of a sudden I get this permit suspended use and the suspended use in the park that was not in contest has been taken away as well. And, I have to cross it to get to my summer range, to my winter range. To I mean, it's just continually being crossed. Plus the fact when the folks that used to own this ranch divided it up amongst the partners, around my house, outside of the private land, belongs to somebody else. So every time I come into shear, dock, work the sheep, ship the sheep, do anything with the sheep, I have to cross about, oh, five miles of the neighbor's. In all of that, suddenly, suddenly, what a coincidence. What a, gee, nobody else in the state except one other sheep guy has been exposed to this. They decided they had to do a full-blown NEPA process. Well, okay, if these people know where my sheep are at, they knew that I had a band of sheep on the other side and almost impossible to go around. Two miles of a county road will get me across it. And it just goes on and on and on. And they suddenly, but this is no conspiracy. They're, they're not in, in alliance with an illegal grazer. That's the amazing thing. Southern Nevada Water Authority can hold a permit if they lease it to a private individual. They have no right to run livestock on their own. They have no right to file on water rights in my portions that don't even, that they have no right to graze in. But they get all this stuff done because they 85% of the population of Nevada is in Las Vegas. They need water. 
And so destroying my 50 years of work seems to be paramount for him. And fighting back, uh, I guess I'm going to find out if it's a futile thing, but you can't just, not unlike the great unwashed, when you finally get pushed into a corner, there's only one way to do, and that is is uh, uh, get a lawyer and spend a half a million dollars. I guess I don't know. It's it's just too many coincidences. Well, that was going to be my question, actually, at the start of the day, which was you found a way in the eleventh hour, kind of the twelfth hour, I thought, to get your sheep home. Now, if they create a a, a fence around those sheep while they're there being shorn, how are you going to get them back out? That's what, that was going to be my question. Well, let's just talk about the wool. Um, okay. The wool will be devalued. It's sold, wool is sold on a clean basis. So you throw them all in the truck, uh, the estimate was between six and ten thousand dollars to haul one band of sheep around. Then finding trucks that you could have on, uh, standby to haul a band of sheep in, which takes about eight trucks, haul a band of sheep out, which takes, you know, about the same. And, and have them here day after day after day, you're probably looking at well over $100,000 versus uh, part of the cost of doing business, which is almost zero. Now, go ahead and tell me that these are all accidents. Uh, I don't know of anybody else in the state that this is being pursued against, I guess you would call it. But now it's everybody. I know a friend of mine who has to cross seven different allotments to get from one part of his range to another part. Seven allotments that he has no control. Wow. Of. Now, are they going to force that on him? Well, ah, that's, I, that, I mean, that's a double-edged sword right there. Yeah. Because you don't want to so go force them to force it on him. we got to take a break, Hank. We'll, we'll pick it up right here when we come back with more Roll Route, where we continue to discuss the issues between the elites and the peasants. It's, yeah, it's locked in now. More after this. Piedmontese bull sale was tremendous, actually, on Saturday in Brokebow, Nebraska, of the sires that you will be getting calves from in the upcoming years, particularly if you're using AI or you'll get sons of these sires. It's all about generating a consistent supply of a consumer-friendly product named Beef. Get more details about how you can be a part of the supply chain for certified Piedmontese and get a premium for what you produce. $180 over market. LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Welcome back. Trent Luce alongside Hank Vogler checking in from White Pine County, Nevada. Hey, when you get done shearing sheep, could you come over to my place and pick up some pigs? I need to get them to Elko County. And I can't get there this So... And I suppose they got to be there for Easter. <laughs> no, you can get them there next week if you want. It's not an Easter ham. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and they had a chart on the old television day today showing the inflation from Pinocchio Joe's policies. And of all the things from wheat, bread, you know, vegetable oil, all these, how much they have gone up 
since Pinocchio Joe took over. And the one thing that was the smallest rise of all, it looked like to me, was meat. 4.8%. The rest of them were all double digit. Um, have now, you been in a store? Well, they don't let me in the stores. Mm-hmm. I yell too loud when I go by the meat case. I, I'm, I'm really <laughs> perplexed, actually, by what's happening because beef is up 20 plus percent. Across the board, beef is up 20%. I go to any store and somebody that can prove me wrong, because I've been paying attention to this. Pork, on the other hand, is probably 4.5%. I buy that number with pork. In fact, you can find some pork items that are still $1.89, $2. But chicken has skyrocketed. It's chicken skyrocketed because the USDA decided to euthanize 20 million birds in the last three weeks. But beef and what, is wait, clearly wait, up four up four, right there. four or twenty percent. Let's go back. To, let's go back to those chickens. Yeah. Now, the enterprising Chinese don't mean to give them any credit, but the bootleggers in China, when they got African swine fever, went and got those hogs for practically nothing and sold them. Why can't you back in Nebraska and where, where it's close to where they raise lots of chickens? Why weren't you out there gathering up those chickens and, and bootlegging them out of the back of your truck? That mm-hmm. stuff doesn't kill people, doesn't hurt them at all. Mm-hmm. I know. No different than... I don't get it. <clears throat> and, Hank, they're using the PCR test to determine that these chickens are positive. Everybody and their dog knows a PCR test is not cre- credible. It's not reliable. And yet they've killed over 20 million birds. And, and by the way, we're talking about chickens. We're on the air in Minnesota. The great turkey producing state of minnesota so it's birds and turkeys and chickens but they're, they're destroying these birds for what real end game and the producers well, are, are like well you know i think it's probably best I, I i don't know that it's best i don't know what to, the do ravens get this disease because i if you can give me some of those turkeys and chickens i'll take them and scatter them out for the ravens maybe kill them son of a guns you know so, Another wonderful, wonderful thing that we've done as a society because we have so much free time to think up dumb things. No predator control. There's a hundred thousand ravens, an estimate, which I'm sure is low, in the state of Nevada. The sage is now on the going to be. I mean, that's a, just a given almost. The endangered species list, which will wipe out livestock grazing, no doubt, which is the end game, and. Ravens have now perfected pecking the eyes out of calves, mm-hmm. pecking the eyes out of lambs, and then come back and harvesting the carcass. Well, isn't that great? Coyotes rip open the bellies this time of the year of ewes and just eat the lambs, take the lambs to their dens. That's all the cost of doing business. That's all the cost that in the end limits the amount of pounds of fresh meat in the market i mean it, it, it's just it, it's it's no different than we got <clears throat> billions of bar- millions of barrels of, of oil reserves that we paid a price much lower than now we're going to have to replace those oil reserves with high-priced oil which all comes back to inflation which all comes back to the yield curve is flattened turned south and they almost have now the 30-year bond up to three percent always the the precursor to recession. I mean, everything in the world, and everybody's gone, 
not me. I got my hat down. Don't look over here. Hey, I'm whistling past the graveyard. Yes, things are going to hell in a handbasket, but that's okay. Let's not get excited. <laughs> it's just crazy. Well, there's still too many people that are saying, I just can't wait for this phase of craziness to get over, instead of recognizing that I need to be a part of making it ha get away, get over it. you got to step up and change the path instead of just sitting back waiting for it to happen, because it's not going to happen on its own. Well, you don't have to go back to the Roman days, even though there's lots of lessons that oh, man, Thomas you're, Jefferson you're spot on. and the rest of them learned. Uh just go back to the Russian Revolution. The Re Russian Revolution, when the czars <clears throat> handed you land grants and things like that, the peasants, us, went with it. And, and, and you got the people that ran the place for you while you were out, whatever, eating peacock tongues. Oh, that was the Egyptians. Uh, you, you got them. So when uh, somebody came along with an idea that it never worked, never will work, uh, of everybody being equal sounds great on paper. You had Trotsky, uh, Lenin, you know, all of them, uh, later on Stalin that, that sounded good. And they no more than got it locked in and they went in a crapper. It's never worked. It's not going to work in China. It's not working in China. The, the Wuhan lab turned out a virus that's killed several million people in the world. Mm -hmm. And now it's coming back to haunt them. Uh, they said the reason the price of oil dropped five dollars a barrel this morning was based on the fact that China's not using any oil because they have all these lockdowns, and it's still spreading. Imagine that. I mean, just uh, everything goes back if you and and it goes maybe to the seven deadly sins, you know, greed. All of those things are in there. Capitalism has raised more people out of poverty, has caused more people to come up by their bootstraps and make something. People, nobody's breaking into Russia. Nobody's breaking into China. It's the other way around. They're coming to America for freedom. As crazy as Pinocchio Joe's made the border. I mean, other than the, the, the people with nefarious reasons, there, there's the concept of freedom still in the United States. People want to come here. You know, it's not people that starve themselves to death. It's governments and governments that are overbearing and, and number one on the list that should, you know, take away their guns, mm -hmm. make them subservient, make them peasants. That's what we're doing. That's exactly in the name of we're going to give everybody a break. We're going to make everybody equal. Uh, uh, never has happened. Never will happen. Give them a chance. And they, you want to bring people out of poverty? You want to get down the world population? The first thing that people do when their standard of living raises, they have fewer children. If that's the, if that's your end goal, poisoning children is not the answer. Starving children is not the answer. Capitalism, as many blemishes as it's got, when you have the incentive to exceed with your own sweat, your own sweat equity, You'll go a lot further than you will waiting for some bureaucrat to come along and try and destroy you because they don't like you and put somebody else in charge, which keeps everybody in line. Ooh, better not say nothing. Better not do nothing. We even have people publicly in the world, particularly the World Economic Forum, 
stating that the Asian citizen is the ideal citizen because they've already been taught to conform. Klaus Schwab, I, I, I watched him say that. It's not just like, oh, that's something I read on there. I watched the guy say it. Well, but again, you kill 50 million people of your population, they kind of get the attention of the rest of them. There's no matter what. Uh, you, you get somebody starved down enough and they can't defend themselves, uh, they don't have much of an opportunity. Uh, Stalin the same way. You know, they, they talk about they stopped the, the Nazis at, at uh, Leningrad. Well, they had just as many Russian soldiers standing behind the front line soldiers mm-hmm. that if they deserted and ran over to the to the Nazis or if they ran and hid they were shot from behind by the Russians roll so, out I'm shooting the, the front there. not the behind and now we talk about immune health we talk about health in general the world's authority on nitric oxide production Dr. Nathan Bryan explains We've got about 14 COVID clinics around the U.S. where we have a a nitric oxide drug trial going on. I'm exposed to COVID probably every day. You know, pre-COVID, we as humans are exposed to viruses and bacteria every day of our life. That's just the world we live in. Some people get sick, some people don't. Why do some people get sick and why do others not? It all boils down to their ability to generate nitric oxide and to have certain things replete in their body like vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, selenium. If you're nutrient deficient, you're going to get sick. If you can't make nitric oxide, you're going to get sick. If you do all these things, you can be exposed to, to COVID or any other virus, and your immune system nips it in the bud, and you don't get sick from it. It's really that simple. We're going to change this ordering process up to make it simpler. Go to loosetailsmedia.com, loosetailsmedia.com. There will be an order mechanism there, and if you want more of the science, I'll get that to you from Dr. Nathan Bryan. Loosetailsmedia.com. It's N-O-2-U. The, the product's the same. The place you get it is different. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Loose alongside Hank Bogler, all coffeeed up after the break. Johnny Carson, born and Norfolk, Nebraska. You can still go. My girls, no, not my, yeah, not this year, but four consecutive years, I had a daughter compete at the Johnny Carson Theater for a one-act play state competition in a horrible school system, by the way. That's a side note. Uh, I read a report, a scientific journal, that in the past two years they're now documenting that life expectancy has decreased by 2.2 years, Hank. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And the and the sun's going to burn out in 1.4 billion years. Mm-hmm. I'm just... <laughs> uh, I, you know, okay. Can you imagine that? Well, is that is that pestilence from starvation? Is that from disease? Is that from what? Uh, the fact that we're kind of reaching the outer limits of what the human being can stand. Yeah, there's 100-year-old people now. But in 1900, I think the life expectancy was like 45. Yeah, but but the part of that that gets left out of the equation, it, you're exactly right. But it was infant death and the percentage of babies. It's like one in five babies died in 1900. You still had 80-year-old people. If you got through the first five years, you had a good shot at living to be 80. But that pulled the life expectancy down. So it was our infant uh, survivability rate that changed life expectancy. Now, 
It's a combination of all of the above. Removing medical freedom from individuals to make their own choice about medical freedom. It's about diet. Uh, I've got another report that's published in PubMed. The National Institutes of Health acknowledge that the the dietary guidelines is put together by people, 95% of which have had a conflict of interest. So they're in the food business, and they slant the entire dietary guidelines away from meat, milk, and eggs because they're in the cereal grain business. This is a, I can find you the report, Hank. 95% of the people have a conflict of interest, and we're telling people to eat the wrong things, leading to chronic disease. It's that simple. Well, I, I refer to the fact that what we domesticated and what we did, and we were hunter-gatherers. Well, hunters spent their day in and day out trying to get some meat on the ground. And I don't think they were too particular if it was a gizzard mm-hmm. or, or a gut or whatever it was. It was all edible. And then they found that the predator dogs or coyotes or whatever they were, half wolf, started hanging around. And pretty, pretty quick, they had them helping them hunt. All of these evolutions, evolution of the use of meat for survival and our gut. Our, uh, everything about us was based on the intake of meat. So, you know, and, and I, you know, in the Indian terms, vegetarian means poor hunter. So, I you don't, don't know. You don't, you don't think you created that, right? Not at all. I wish they did. <laughs> but. but I have to tell you, I, I must be honest. And so this is the only place I'm going to publicly admit it because you're here. In every speaking engagement for the last two weeks, I have had to throw out there a little titty bit that and started in Sterling, Colorado, by the way, two weeks ago today. Yeah, if you give Biden a penny for your, his thoughts, you'll get change. Mm-hmm. I've included <laughs> that every single day, and I thank you for that. There you go. Well, just enjoy. <laughs> okay, back back to what we said we we're going to talk about when we came back in the second segment. Then we completely did not. You have a friend who has to cross seven allotments to get his sheep back to grass from winter to summer. Okay. Cows. Oh, cows! It's not just sheep. Anybody that has anybody that has a permit mm-hmm. and has to cross somebody else's permit, the way they suddenly. Since 2014, which is a few years ago, suddenly decided that they had to impose this on the Need More Sheep Company. But what and, I wanted, what I wanted to get at, is that you can't go at them saying, "Look, you're not getting Orville to do this, denying his permit to cross these allotments to move his cows, because by bringing somebody else down instead of bringing them down, we all go to the same level." Ah, stay tuned. We're going to have a Popeye cartoon in a minute. <laughs> I got to write that down. Stay tuned. Popeye cartoon up next. <laughs> that All was right. what Roger do you Miller. What do you? Oh, you didn't come up with that either. Do you generate any original no. content on here? Uh, when your name is Henry Conrad Vogler the Fourth, how original can you be? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in my family could even spell, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> okay, well, what's the yeah. cartoon coming? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> Pinocchio Joe. <laughs> I mean, you might as well laugh because I mean, it's it's scary. It's scary on the world stage. It's scary him standing up there babbling, and then then they shuffle him off. The, what's a guy from Texas is going to start hauling all those people to Washington D.C. Haul them to Delaware. Say, there's the man that got you here, right? Lives in that house right over there. Camp on his lawn. Yeah, that's what he should be doing. You know, uh, when you exempt yourself from wearing a mask, when you exempt yourself from everything, you know, the Congress and the Senate, all of them, they're a, they have a completely different. They're not under Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Bureaucrats are not under Obamacare. They're Cadillac because they're elites, just us peasants. Mm-hmm. Have to take it and like it. <laughs> I mean, it's just start naming the stuff, but oh, eventually, oh, oh. even sex it crimes. M- members of Congress, Congress are exempt from being persecuted for sex crimes. How can that be? Huh. Well, we talked earlier. How in the world can you spend five million dollars getting a job that pays one hundred and twenty thousand? Is mm-hmm. it because they got a great dental plan? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's got to be something at the bottom of that. I mean, you want to spend that much money so everybody can introduce you as the former congressman from the former state that went broke? I mean, what? I can't believe it. So there's got to be something in there. There, I mean, Hunter Biden has finally been popped out of the brush. But there's got to be a whole bunch of others that are hiding from what he knows and mm-hmm. what they all know. It's a good old boys club. Once you're on the inside, they get the Potomac fever and, and they all go down the same path, line their pockets with gold. I mean, it's got to be. Trent, you know, the closest one to ever come, and, and there are no Puritans, nobody's perfect. But Donald Trump had money. Uh, Maybe he wanted to give something back. And who did he help the most? The great unwashed, the peasants. Their cost of living went down. Their wages went up. Uh, The employment, the government was working. Uh, He was draining the swamp. And uh, the swamp creatures is the one that got him. It wasn't the peasants. They were tickled to death. They finally got something going. So, yeah, go ahead and tell me mm-hmm. that that uh, uh, the people that are in that Congress aren't, don't eventually all succumb to the same, uh, pardon me, did I ever tell you how important I am? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're on a roll now. Okay, I, I did not give the complete truth, so I, I wanted to verify this while we were here. Under a law passed in 1995, accusers against any member of Congress or staff may file lawsuits and ask for charges only if they go through months of counseling and mediation and there is a special congressional office that is in charge of resolving cases of sexual crimes against members of Congress and their staff out of court. Well, so, so uh, the, the the premise is right; they're exempt. But 
it doesn't say say that member of Congress can go do what they want, but they create such a mound of resistance to anybody making an accusation that nobody's going to do it. Yeah, well, and just take that through the whole system. I mean, my little tiny world here. Here's an allotment with 8,172 AUMs in it. The government failed, failed, accident or on purpose, doesn't matter, to ever do it correctly from back in the 50s, maybe even the 40s. We're trying to find that out. They never, ever determined this old sheep allotment, how mm -hmm. many cows it would actually run versus sheep. So when Victor Water bought the ranch at a bankruptcy, immediately the government tried to make a deal with them to straighten this mess out. Then the government failed to do the monitor study, failed to come up with the document that would have had NEPA review, that would have had review, consideration, con uh, uh, cooperation and coordination with the permittee. I became the permittee on the sheep end of it, used it, never had any problem. Southern Nevada Water Authority comes along, bully pulpit, state agency illegally grazing. That's the thing that just infuriates you. Everybody in the Bureau of Land Management, they are not going to admit it, but every one of them knows that they are illegally grazing. Forest Service, it's even worse. Forest Service says no state, federal, county agency can hold a forest permit. I think they got four or five of them permits. All of this stuff is totally illegal. But it's the good old boys club. Uncle Harry Reid, now deceased. <clears throat> well, I better not go there. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, he got it done because he was a very powerful senator. Everything's illegal. And all I've ever asked is, okay, let's sit down and negotiate. What's sheep feed? Steeper in a cow's face, black sage. And between that and uh, cow feed. And it's very minimal cow feed. I have, I have had a survey. I had a, some people using government statistics to go into that allotment and determine what is cow feed and what is sheep feed and what and it's unbelievable. It's like 63% sheep feed by by topography, by feed base. Mm -hmm. But nobody wants this. Nobody wants to put their hand on the hot stove. All of this is just total hypocrisy. Unbelievable. And this is just one incident. It's all over this country in everything. If you're on the inside, you got a chance. If you're on the outside. Uh, you wind up in the dustbin of life with the Hammond folks, with the Hagee, with all of them. They just work you down, take your money. My last bill with one of my attorneys, one month's bill, 15000 bucks. One month. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Luce, Hank Vogler. Pardon me as I tell you how important I am. <laughs> Hank's best quote of the day so far, and we're not even done yet. All right, well, yeah, the the whole hypocrisy of do as I say, not as I do, that's got to end. That That is absolutely where it needs to end, right there. Well, it was supposed to end in 1776. Well, you got and that it, right. And, and just like 
in any society, it worked for a while. But then once people got entrenched, once people got on the inside, you know, and Thomas Jefferson warned us of this. Benjamin Franklin warned us of this. You can't let it happen. You have to clean out the house every once in a while. When when you win, uh, when you become senator of the state of Nevada and you go to Washington, D.C., guess who will greet you? The liberal staff that's been there for mm-hmm. 30 years to show you your way around Washington, D.C. And, and what you have to conform with. And pretty soon you will be so busy, they'll be writing the laws for you. Mm-hmm. And that and, and some interns that just got there that I guess you can sexually harass if that's your bailiwick. Mm, if you that's know. your thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I always hearken back. <laughs> Wilbur Mills got caught in the fountain with Fanny Fox, the fan dancer. And, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, this can't be, you tell this story how many times that this can't be true when the stars, Wilbur Mills and Fanny Fox were in a fountain. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> frolicking, frolicking in a fountain. And, and I think all they did is they sent him to rehab, but he lost his chairmanship of the most powerful committee back there, Ways and Means. And Big Al Ullman, who had been back in Congress for so long, nobody even knew who he was, other than the fact that he was related to Walt McEwen's wife somehow. He rented an apartment in Baker City, Oregon, and that was it. I mean, he he had completely lost touch. So he gets on TV telling everybody that his constituents were a bunch of farmers and ranchers and people that were had a lot of things to do besides that said we wanted a value-added tax we wanted all these social programs the next election this guy had more power than i mean you could call his office if you had a problem with the internal revenue service and they would do everything in the world to accommodate you uh the guy that was doing the accountant for the company i was working for was just stunned that big al got kicked out of office in one term over he had lost touch with the peasants mm-hmm. he had become his own fiefdom i mean yeah so uh, that and i i'm like 22 years old and it's just tickled me to no end to, to see how fickle things really were <laughs> poor old wilbur well these things, Fox, these things have fountain. changed you're not 22 anymore and oh wait nothing's changed <laughs> Yes, sir, Bob. What a deal. But again, uh, read history. Read the Bible. <clears throat> the Bible reads like a war novel. Mm-hmm. True story. It's just human nature. And, and, and the only thing you have to fight in human nature is Humans. it's not always the <laughs> most talented people that raise to the top. Uh, you know, it's the people that maybe don't want to work as hard as somebody else and get a little parasitic. And maybe that's what happens in many cases. And many people go to Washington, D.C. with, I'm going to straighten this mess out. I'm going to fix this mess. There'll be two chickens in every pot, a car in every garage. We're going to do it. Get back there. Here's Mr. Uh, here. Uh, I got this stock option we can put in your cousin Leroy's name twice removed. And you, you know, in five years, it'll be worth a million dollars. Uh, I'd sure like to get this thing done or that 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you'll be happy with <laughs> Kelly. She's cooking lamb this week for the uh, youth group at church. They're going to have the Last Supper Wednesday night, and we're getting some lamb out of the freezer. So you God can love celebrate you, Kelly. that. Yeah. Uh, Every Sunday at my church, they say, Lamb of God. That was Jesus Christ. True story. Uh, you you said that today's the last day of shearing. Has it gone well? Uh, other than the fact that it's so dry, uh, the wool is going to be heavier because it's going to be full of dirt. Uh, mm-hmm. The wool is beautiful. Hardly a fleece that's short. Uh, it's just the sheep did very well. Uh, excellent for uh, horrible uh, dry winters we've had, but uh, just miracles that never cease to amaze me. Uh, very good. We've, we've had some poison or in the hay or something. We, we've lost several ewes and uh, over poison. I don't think it's halogen. I, I, I'm just stunned. We had six of the black ewes. Uh, in a crow by themselves, being separated out to be shorn last, were dead yesterday. Mm-hmm. They haven't even gone, you know, once in a while you'll have a sheep on the shearing floor have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, once in a while, you know, after shearing, they get a little shocky or a little weak. The sheep are stout they're, and they're pink. They're, when, when you get them shorn, they're right down to just absolutely pink from having beautiful long staple wool i mean it's that's part of it's great but this mystery of of sickness is just and it and it's not bloat from from the hay they they don't swell up they just go lay down and drool a little bit and die it's the darndest thing i ever seen but they're you know agriculture is the only business you can go into do everything right and still fail you know if the price is not there if the price of fuel is up to Six dollars a gallon, the price of fertilizer, you can't afford to put it on your crop. So instead of getting 200 bushels, you get uh, 80 bushels. I mean, all of these things are all factored in. Thus, why only what half a percent of people are still in this business. It's a little bit competitive. It's a little bit tough. So will you take one of those sheep and send it to the lab and see what you got? Uh, I don't know where to send them. Uh, there's nobody around here. Uh, you can you well, you can take a tissue sample, take the lungs, take the liver, take tissue samples, and put them in a box and ship them to Reno to the lab. Uh, what lab? The state lab? Are mm-hmm. uh, we're mimicking the uh, federal? Department of Agriculture by it's become the welfare department. Most yeah. of the money is spent on the WIC programs. Uh, they're basically looks like to me trying to eliminate anything that even resembles agriculture. I don't yeah, even know. They've been they doing that a long time and you're, yeah, I'll, I'll guarantee there's a state lab because everybody with a poodle wants to make sure their poodle's okay. Well, so I send them the tissue samples and say, this is a poodle that died. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then I'll get some results. Yeah, see what they, they they'll tell you it's canine distemper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go. Or, or 
or the chicken disease. What's the chicken disease? Hyperventilated something or what? Avian what? HPA or something? Yeah, a high path avian influenza. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so they'll come and they're going to come out and destroy all of your chickens. <laughs> it's not funny. Are they paying but, those guys when they come and kill your chickens? Do they pay yes, you for it? Yes, there is. A, oh, what do they call it? There's a, a indemnity. Some, indemnity, yeah. There's an indemnity payment, and I haven't yet to talk to somebody who's gotten one, but they don't expect it to be much. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> But we got to have full employment, you know. We still have to qualify for scrapie. I think five years ago, six years ago, they had two goats plumb across the state that had mm-hmm. scrapie. They got them, but we still have to comply, have to have ear tags, have to do all these things that cost of doing business going up uh, to comply. And we only have eight years to go or some ridiculous thing like that, and then they'll leave us alone. You know what? They come by and got 15 heads yeah. For me, we froze it. You used to tell me this all the time, and I was just like, but now I am completely in your camp, and we need to get loud about it. Why do you continue to have to deal with scrapey issues? There's no scrapey in your state. It's like pseudorabies. We have so many hoops to jump through for pseudorabies in the pig business. And the only pseudorabies that exist today in the United States are, sad to say, is in Oklahoma for guys that still have to deal, Oklahoma and Texas, they're dealing with these feral hogs which the government won't manage like they should. It's no different than brucellosis and the bison and Yellowstone National Park. And yet every livestock producer has to go through severe red tape to haul an animal, do anything in the name of protecting people from something that doesn't exist. It's all just about increasing the cost of well, compliance. We need to get really loud about what's going on with the scrapey situation because I think that's probably the worst, most egregious situation of all of them that we could describe. I think they can almost do a DNA test on a flock to see if you even have the predisposition to get it. I, it's kind of all seems to be concentrated in the uh, blackface sheep. Or very, you know, and I, I promise you. One of my sheep herders sees a sheep going nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll just whistle past the graveyard. So hopefully it'd kill a coyote, but evidently it wouldn't. But I, I well, no, coyote won't eat a sick sheep anyhow. That's a crock. Yeah, that is a crock. They kill the biggest, fattest lamb, or they rip open the ewe with twins in it. Yeah. And take the take the, the lambs out of it, leave the carcass to the crows to feed their puppies i mean it's just and that's the cost of doing business that lamb both of those labs whatever they cost you part of doing business it's i mean it's just like running a candy store and kids come in and steal 10 percent of your candy every day or every month or every year or whatever or, or or a jewelry store and somebody comes in with a crowbar and knocks a hole in something and steals your jewelry Welcome to my world, boys and girls. Where have you been? (laughs) That'll do it. We have successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America for another week, and I am going to do a deep dive into scrapie and these animal diseases that do not exist today, and yet livestock producers still, in an abundance of caution, are forced to comply with something that is not a real threat. I'll have the details next Monday. 
Both Hank Vogler and myself remind you, all roads do lead to a rural route, despite what the elite want the peasants to do. Just want to say thank you again to Amanda Radke for filling in for me. In fact, this might be her show. You never know. I might be filling in for her here today. Keep track of the Radke Report and everything that Amanda does to enhance your life, from clothing to jewelry to information for the mind at AmandaRadke.com.